Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord God, that we're coming together and that through your word, Father, we're going to find the light of Jesus. We're going to find the truth. And I thank you, Father, for all that you do. In Jesus' name, I want to make a few announcements. Let's remember this, those podcasts. We know we have our sermons from the swamp, uh, you know, prayers from the swamp. But we actually basically have three podcasts where it talks, we pray with people for salvation and healing and peace. Good little, I've been doing it in a while, but I need to do another one. Amen. I'm just feeling the need to do it. Uh, we are in a time right now in this country where we're facing dire despair. And God has spoken to my heart. He says, son, don't concern yourself with the affairs of this life. All I see around me is death, and sickness, and disease, and despair. I got, a better th- I got better things to do with my life than distress myself because I'm going to heaven one day. This is not my permanent home. I'm going to serve Jesus one day in his presence. And, and it ain't going to be a time. There will be no death and sickness and disease up there. Won't get old. Won't age. No pain. And it'll only be joy, 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 joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. But for now, we have to teach you the word of God. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about where's your love today? Amen. How is your affection toward Jesus? Is it the same as it was when you first got saved? Man, when we first got saved, we used to sing them songs pretty loud. We didn't mind dancing. We didn't mind shouting. But after a while, we get kind of educated. And that, that was good when we first got started, you know, but now we're more dignified. Right. We're more educated. We, 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 uh, we, got, we, we know more. We, we don't act like that because it's not proper. <laughs> We're living in a time where the church has grown so cold. And I'm not just talking about this one. But I'm talking about in general. Where men and women don't get excited about Jesus anymore. They don't get excited about the coming of Christ. They don't get excited about what God can do in their lives. You know, they, their faith is just, I hope so. <laughs> I may feel like that sometimes. I tell you, you got to have faith, but I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got some glasses right here somewhere. <laughs> All right. We need to get back to the old-fashioned love and the passion for Christ that we used to have. Where songs just came out of our spirit. Where people saw, felt the presence of God. Well, they felt the life of God. They felt the songs in their spirit. Even though things were messed up, you still sang. Even though things were troubling you, you still lifted your hands. But those hands are getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And, and every situation in your life weighs you down worse and worse every day. My Lord, I feel like preaching. It's the time where we start resting in God's presence and God's peace. The Bible is very clear that we need to come back to that old way, that old worship, that old gospel. I told Lloyd him last night, we talked about it when we were talking about this church and this ministry because that's what that new podcast is going to be about. 
the brothers that went on to meet the Lord, they're going to be preaching over the internet. And I remember that distinctly that my excitement for God was greater. And when I first walked through that door, I remember the first thing I noticed, the love of God. That's the, that's the first thing I felt. Nobody came talk to me about the love of God. It, just, it was just present. It was just there. And when I was struggling and I needed prayer, it was just there. People of faith were there. And I want to look at something real quick. Uh, let me get started in. I have it written down somewhere. Okay. Uh, Revelations chapter 3, verses 2. You ever went to church? Oh, I'm pretty sure you did. And felt like serving God? You felt like worshiping? You felt like, I mean, there was some excitement. That God's going to do something today. But you know, we done, forgive me if I'm wrong, we didn't preach the worship of God out of the church. We didn't preach the power of God out of the church. We didn't preach the, what I mean by that, the gospel is not the same gospel that we grew up with. And I'm not going to pick on different denominations. I'm talking about where, where are we as a Christian? It's the same song in our heart as when you got born again. It's the same worship in your life. Do you still have that passion for God? You know what takes the most dangerous, and I know people listen to me on the internet, and I'm not going to apologize. You know what kills more of the worship of God in people? Religion. Because religion has a set way, and that's how it's going to be. And the Holy Spirit has no room to move because men have said God's way already. Men have said, this is how we're going to do it, God, whether you like it or not, whether you're there or not. Oh, they don't come out and say it like that, but you, you can sense what, that's what it is. Don't dare shout in church. We might offend somebody. They need to get offended. They need to get shooken up. They need to get stirred up. Listen, <laughs> I listen to people all my Christian life. Well, you know, that was good for when you first started, but now it's more. You're more educated. You, you, you've learned a little bit more. You realize that was for children, Sister Kathy. Children, many. <laughs> you have the word French word, many. <laughs> children. Get loud. Children make people nervous. <laughs> When's the last time you made somebody nervous with your faith? When does it, the last time somebody comes to get to you and say, listen, you better stop. I don't hear that. I don't want, listen, I don't care. Listen, they deny it, that's their business. But is our faith shaking somebody? Is our, when we talk about Jesus, do we offend people? You know why they get offended? Because they don't got what you got. Because all they know is misery. 
And, and all they know is sorrow. They, don't, they can't see faith beyond that chair right there because that's all they got. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's right. Listen, I have no problem with hope, but hope is not faith. See, if you're hoping for something and you're not believing it, then it's just hope. It's your hope it's right. You almost got it right, but you don't got it right. Amen? Faith is knowing. I'm standing up here today, and you're sitting there today, and we've got to know it. We've got to know it's what God said. Oh, when's the last time you were stirred up? <laughs> okay. Verse 2 of Revelation. Be watchful. What does that mean? You better look out. Be watchful. What's going to happen? Listen, listen. You, you, a person that is watchful is observant, right? Listen, when you go to church and you see people, well, Brother Lanny or Sister Janice or whoever, uh, you know, we, we used to be like that, but we, you know, we don't want to offend people. Be watchful. No, he's saying be watchful. And do what? And strengthen the things which what? Remain. Huh? If you feel like your faith is dying, you just got a little bit of faith, right, you better get it right. You better strengthen it. How do you strengthen it? Based on God's word, God says, stir up the gift that's in us. Stir up worship. Stir up the desire for God. Be passionate for the Lord. Be excited for God. Get on your knees if you feel dead inside and straighten up. Well, I'm just going I'm to I'm take it as it comes. Well, you ain't going to get anything from the Lord. You got, you're responsible for your own soul. Hallelujah. Listen, I only got a few minutes to preach, but listen, you are responsible. For, you can't blame me. Come on. You can't blame someone in here. Now, if I'm preaching a dead gospel, yeah, I'll take the blame. But I don't believe we are. I believe we're trying to strengthen your faith. If you're dying today, you need to say, God, I need you to strengthen my faith. Be watchful. And strengthen the things which remain that are ready to what? I'm going to tell you something, praise God. I don't want to pick on nobody, but they got a lot of dead Christians that have just dried up by the roots, and there's no life in them. My God, I can, if this church is only 10, 20, or 15 people, we can stir up this community. We can stir up. We can stir up our people in our jobs. We can make a difference, praise God, if they only stop talking about what's going on in the world and talk about Jesus. 90% of the time, the Christians are talking about politics. I'm not trying to, listen, they're talking about all the troubles in the world, but not many are saying, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus is coming back. Let's talk about what Jesus, my Lord, what Jesus has done in our lives. Let's get right and start talking about the things that matter. We can't be drying up by the roots, by the troubles of this life. Jesus wanted, don't concern yourselves with the affairs of this life. But trust in me. Hallelujah. You know they had political problems in the days of Jesus. I never heard Jesus mention one thing about the Roman government. Come on, somebody. 
And I'm not against putting the right man in, in politics. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what is our conversation about? Biden or Trump or anybody else is going to solve the spiritual problem in America. It's not a political problem with God. It's a spiritual problem. Many women of God have turned their back on God. They dried up by the roots. And you know what? That's why we're at where we're at in America. Nobody prays anymore. Can't get them to come to church anymore. Can't get them to read their Bible anymore. It all starts with a dead church. A church that's fixing to die. My Lord, you're quiet. <laughs> See, man, you're out or something. <laughs> Remember, therefore, from which you have received and heard and hold fast and what? Repent. What you've heard? What is telling to hold fast to what? What you heard? And... Repent. Now listen, I don't, I don't care to listen too much <laughs> preachers. And <laughs> but you know, when that word repent is not spoken anymore, won't even use the word sin, some preachers. But yet they know how to make the church work. I ain't apologizing for them. We are in a dead church age. We're in the season of the great falling away. Listen, I've never seen so many lazy people, so many lazy in their faith, won't rise up and stand up for Jesus anymore. They just say, well, well when the Spirit leads me, it must never lead you, hallelujah. Listen, people say, I'm going to let the Lord open that door. Why don't you start talking about it? Maybe he will open that door, hallelujah. Speaking about him. Oh, Lord Jesus, speaking about his word, telling people Jesus is coming back. We need to get right with God. Well, my preacher never says nothing about that. Well, listen, the people listening on the Internet, you get to get out of that church. You need to run. Find your good Bible-believing church where God's word is still preached, amen, where the Spirit of God is still allowed to move in. Get out of the way from the dead preachers, Hallelujah. Dead deacons and demon boards. I mean, deacon boards. <laughs> Why are we doing as Christians? Is that a fact that that fire is still burning in us? Is that desire for God still burning in us? My Lord, I know. I'm going to check my own life out tonight. Praise God. I want to get right with God. I want to. I don't want. To, I want to strengthen those things that remain. Praise God. What, 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 what are we, listen, there's times in my life where we talked about it last night. That what I heard in this very little church strengthened me through the times of trouble. I will never, ever regret one moment ever I came in this building and the gospel was preached. Because I'm even living off it today. I'm feeding off of what I learned today. I'm preaching what I learned today, right? Because there was a fire in the pastor. There was a fire in the assisted pastor. There was a fire in those that were leading worship. There was a fire. There was something happening, praise God. There was a desire to serve God. And you know, all you can do is feed off of it and learn and take, get it yourself. 
Are you fixing to die in your, in your, in your spiritual walk? Repent. If you're fixing to fall away, turn back to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Chapter 2 of Revelation, verse 5, right there. He's talking to the Ephesian church. Remember, Paul's the one that started this church, but this is John. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 5. Nevertheless. Now, you see, you see, well, first he, he was explaining the good things about the church. I know you believe in me. I know you, you held up my gospel. Well, let me read you a little bit. Starting verse 1. to kind of The angel of the church of Ephesians write these things. says, he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks or lampstand. I know your works, your labor. Oh, listen. Your patience. And that you cannot bear those who are evil. And have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And found them liars. Man, that sounds like a pretty good church, right? That sounds like a church that has good foundation. But how many of you believe you can go to church and be dead? How many of you believe you can hold to the doctrines of God? And there's no stirring in your heart for it? I know you kept my word. I know you, you, you reproved those that call themselves apostles and they're not. I know you've done all of those things. I know how hard you work in the church, in the body of Christ. But he says this in verse, uh, but he says in verse uh, 4, nevertheless. Ooh, that nevertheless is a. <laughs> See, when he says that, God has a doubt about you. <laughs> Nevertheless, even though you had all these good points. Nevertheless, I have this against you. That you have left your. <laughs> oh, but I go to church. Good, but that's not enough. Oh, I pray and I, I sing and I clap hands with everybody. That ain't enough. That's not enough. You got to love Jesus. <laughs> My Lord, I preach. Do you really love Jesus? Is Jesus the love of your life? Is he stirring in your heart? Do you want to? Listen, when I first get married, married yes, I tell him, listen, I, we wanted to be together all the time. But after you make 10, 20 years, you know, you start saying, well, she, she's not all she used to be, or he's not all she, and listen, I want to love her just the same. That's when I first saw her. You know, we were young and energetic. Come on, somebody. <laughs> now we got the same color hair. We got the pain in the same places. Everything hurts the same way. <laughs> you just can't stir up. You know, when, when there's pain and hurting, you just can't stir it up. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> Though we still love each other, that's not what I'm saying. I love my wife more than anything. But we just ain't as functional as we used to be. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> it don't happen as easy as it used to be. Because we're aging. Right? Our bodies change. But for the church, that don't have to be. 
we can enjoy this passion and intimacy with God every day for eternity. Every Christian I know has gone through dry spells. You know, and I said a picture, and I had a picture of the one time I said, Lord, was showing me them old ghost towns you see in the Western days. You know what I'm saying? You ever saw that in the movie, them tumbling weed going through the town? Dry. 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 All you hear is the wind blowing back and forth. They got a bank, but they don't got no money. They got a, hospital, a doctor's office, but there's no doctor. <laughs> Can't it kind of like I'll fade sometimes? <sighs> Lord, I need something, but my faith is dead. I need, I need a touch from you. The, the doctor died, and it's just a building. It's a sign. It's, it says they have a, a doctor, but there's none. I need some rest. They got a hotel, but there's no beds. It's just dead. There's, no, there's nothing in there, you know, to, to, to help me to rest. You know, all you hear is the wind. The, 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 the wind of the past, you know, how it used to be, you know. You can see the, you can see the, the, the buildings. You can see the, what used to be, but it's not there no more. My God, are you hearing me? I want to be in a, a live town. When I went into a restaurant, there was food. <laughs> Come on. When I, when I went into a hotel, there was, there was life. Me and Janice just a few weeks spending, I think, in the nicest little hotel. And we, we called, I wasn't, Janice almost froze me to death with that air conditioning. <laughs> Felt like I was in an icebox. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was nice. We got up in the morning, Sister Kathy. They got food, man. They had it all prepared. We could get our eggs, we could get our sausage and biscuits, and just get a little plate and serve yourself. But it, it, they had they had people in there. They had people. It was alive. It wasn't just a sign. What if we went there and there would have been nobody to serve you? No lights, no air conditioning, no nothing. Just a building. But that's what the church is like right now. The, the, every individual Christian's like. Because they got all the right signs. But their, their walk don't meet what it's supposed to be. I never preached this in my life, seriously. I believe there's the Holy Ghost. To bring a light to where you're at with the Lord. Okay? He says, repent and do the first works or else I will come quickly and remove your what? Candlestick. Now you see, when, when, when John is seeing this, the Lord gave him a revelation of, of, of heaven. And he saw Jesus in his glorified state. Hair like wool, eyes like a flame's fire. His feet like they were burning fine brass. He was in a glorified state. And he showed him seven candlesticks or a lampstand. In the Jewish tradition of worship and, and, and the temple, they had those seven, which represented the seven spirits of God. And you know what? He looked at this. He says, listen, one of those lampstands telling if he is yours. And if you don't repent, I'm going to remove it. And when there's no light, there's no God, right? 
And I'm going to cherish them. I don't want to scare you. You better make sure your light is burning. Coat of homes has to make sure its light is burning. There has to be a fire burning in this place, man. There has to be. When them people look down, down the street, pass by, they got to see God's glory here. They got to see the fire of God here. They got to see people that love God here. That want to serve God with their lives. Years ago, the Lord spoke to me, and I noticed things. I watch people that give a testimony of Jesus in their lives. Now, I've stood there, and I've, I've heard some of them. Men of God. Listen, that's why I love Brother Mike so much, Kathy. I, I, I look at sense it in him, and a passion. The desire for God, the desire to know, and, and many others. I mean, even now, I, I, there's a few of my know that they want to talk about Jesus. They, they want to they they share their faith. And they say things that, that you're going to remember for maybe to you, the rest of your life. They tell you things that stay stuck in your mind, in your spirit, because they know, you know it didn't come from the devil. It was something God wanted you to know. And I thought about that over and over again. I said, but I've, I've witnessed this. So these are some people's testimony. And comparing it to the one I just explained, this is how some of them sound. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. <laughs> I, I go to church and we, we, we have games and we play basketball and we have programs, you know. And, and my church wants you to feel good. Watch. I'm going somewhere. With my church wants you to be happy. And if you join us, you can... We have movie nights, and we have, we have, we have, we go, we go, you know, so, we do all of those things. But nothing about how much do you love Jesus. Listen, I, I told somebody years ago, they were talking about, you know, how they use apologetics, and I'm like, it's apologetics, because that's trying to explain Jesus to people. And that little fellow told me, he said, you know, man, they, I was testing. Using, using apologetics to somebody. And he said, then people ran all over. I said, why don't you tell them your testimony? <laughs> Forget about that. <laughs> Just tell them what Jesus done in your life. Tell them how Jesus made a difference. And, and when you were bound by sin, he set you free. Bound by alcohol, bound by drugs, bound by corruption. And he came and he saved your life, saved your marriage, saved your children. We need to get back to what the message is about. If you can't find a preacher in your spirit, something's wrong with your spirit. If you can't find a testimony in your voice and in your heart, something is dried up. Something's fixing to die and you better revive it. Well, you know, I, I went to church with mom and daddy and, and we, we, you know, we, we gathered together and we we sang a little song. And, but you know, I never took it too seriously. <laughs> you know, you, you ever get, listen, <laughs> that is so pitiful. Every word I got from the Lord, when I was growing in the Lord, still today, and my wife will tell you that, we're not lying, now I'm not making this up, y'all, still affects me today. 
Because I got to go back. I told the Lord, so what, what do we have to do to get the church right? Go back. What does that mean? Go back to where you first started with the Lord. Swallow your pride. Admit you have fallen and backslid on God. And go back to where you first started. Where the excitement of God was in your spirit. Where you wanted to tell somebody about Jesus. Where, where Jesus was your, everything, like, every five words that came out of your mouth. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know the most dangerous thing to your faith in a church is having somebody that goes to church for 20 years and ain't got a testimony to save you their life. They don't, they don't care about talking about you. They're just in church because... They think it's the right thing to do. But you can't be in church without hearing about Jesus. Oh, yeah, you can in some churches. Because <laughs> we, we're too busy trying to build empires. And, and, and churches become like a business. I had a preacher tell me one time, well, church is like a business. I said, no, it's not like a business. This is God's house. You run a business. I run when I know. It's, I don't run it like this church. I have to take what I've learned from church and apply it to my business. You get what I'm saying? And she said, you got to run like a business. It's like, you're almost like you're raising a herd of sheep. Like, like, like you're corralling them. And every one of them is productive. They ain't talking about Jesus. None of them is productive. You're just warming up a seat. I want to see people on fire for God. I want to see God raise up preachers out of this church and, and, and intercessors and, and, and people that can worship God. You think it's fun? You think we're just wasting our time with Yvette and my wife and my mom and all them do up here? We're coming in God's presence, man. You know who this God we're talking about, this being we call God is? We're in the presence of the Lord. We're here to honor Him. And I'm not trying to make anybody if you ain't got no worship in your spirit there's something wrong come on somebody you better strengthen what remains <laughs> first you got to repent say God I haven't been what I'm supposed to be now I ask you to forgive me help me to serve you with all of my heart help me to love you with all of my heart and I want to worship you the rest of, the rest of my days. What a, listen, is that so hard? What are you here for? Not sure here to look at me. <laughs> You're here to honor God. When those eyes are going to close in debt one day, you better make sure there's a worship in your heart. It, it does me so wonderful when I hear people, uh, when they're fixing to die, the last words they say, praise Jesus. Or they sing an amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. Some of them dying, cursing their mamas and cursing their daddies and cursing their children, cursing everybody. There's no peace in the dying with no salvation, no peace. Hating others. Come on, somebody. God doesn't want us to be in that place today. Strengthen what remains. I'm not going to keep you too much long, okay? Because this, really, this, this is sensitive for me. That right now, I want to be able to know that I'm right with God, all right? Oh, 2 Corinthians, real quick, chapter 4. I got so much pencils up here. 
I think I leave one every week. <laughs> All right. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Right now, God is calling his church. I'm not talking about the world's church. I'm talking about his church, you and me, and whoever, the churches that are serving the Lord, to return back to their first love. If you leave out of here with nothing, if you don't think this is important, continue going the way you, go, you might be going. And you see what I'm talking about. The Lord is calling us back. Verse 3, I said. Let me, get my, let me get my spot. But if the gospel, our gospel, if the gospel is hid, is hid from what? That or lost. Now I'm going to ask you a question. You can come to church, and I appreciate it when you do, but is God's gospel hidden to you? Is God's gospel enlightening you? Or, or are you just, it, it, it's not making no difference. The only people that the gospel of God touches is saved people. And I'm saying, I'm talking about when you got born again, you learned to love the Lord, you grow in the Lord, you receiving of the Lord. But if you're coming to church and nothing's happening to you, you're lost. There's a lot of people who go to church, and I, listen, I, I'm not, I thank God for it, but it don't necessarily give you a ticket to heaven. If the gospel is hid from you, if you can sit here week after week and not leave with nothing, something is wrong. All right? I had to check my life a lot of times. I, I would leave. I said, what did Brother Mike teach about? And I had to go. I'm, I'm making my mind. I want to hear what the word is. Okay? I want to know what this, this. You're not here for my benefit. You're here for your benefit. You're here for your spiritual growth, to get close to the Lord. That's why you're here. If the gospel is hid, it's hid from those that are lost. Who the God of the world? You know who that is? Satan. He has blinded their minds from the truth. If you don't want the truth, you're dead. <laughs> you're lost. If you refuse the gospel, listen, I'm not preaching out of my own words. I'm reading you the Bible, okay? I'm reading you the word of God. If the gospel is hid, it's hid from those that are what? Lost. If the gospel is not making a change in your life, you're lost. Ouch, amen or something. <laughs> if it's not changing you, you're lost. Well, let me finish reading for you, okay? It says, if the gospel be hid, let me start in what I said, verse 3. But even if the, our gospel is, 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 is and, and the New King James says, veil, or is, is to those who are perishing. And the King James if my gospel be hid, it's hid from those that are lost, whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. The God of this age, Satan, has blinded, who do not believe, lest the, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine on them. Now, I'm going to ask you a personal question, and I'm not going to ask for names. Do you believe this book? Is it the truth? Now, what, what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to apply it. 
to your heart. If you're coming here and he ain't changing, either you're not receiving or I'm doing a bad job. Okay? And the point I'm trying to make is that if this gospel hasn't changed your life, if you're still the same as you was 15, 20 years ago, or however long you confess Christ, something is wrong. I am responsible for my soul. You know what I mean by that? I got to maintain my relationship with God. All right? If I don't maintain it, and the only way you're going to get it to grow is if you got to, you got to eat the word. You got to believe what God says and receive it. In your spirit. Then you make decisions based on what you've learned and what you've received from the Lord, right? In your life. I don't see things the same I saw five years ago. That wasn't that I wasn't lost. I, I was growing. I was, I, I was being tested. I was being tried. So through that test, temptation, I mean, and through the trial, I made it. Okay? I didn't make all of them. I failed some of them, but I made some of them. And, and, and you know, I have to go back take the same test over and over again until I get it right. Because I'll never grow if I have obstacles, obstacles, obstacles. I'm thinking popsicles. <laughs> popsicles in my way. <laughs> it could be a popsicle. <laughs> obstacles in my way. If I have things blocking my way with the Lord, something that is hindering my way, I got to overcome it. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, wickedness, and Listen, the battle you're fighting, you can't win this battle with a gun or a knife or uh, anything else. It's a spiritual battle. You look at a person in their face, boy, that person makes me mad. You ever done that? <laughs> I want to knock the living daylights out of but if you can get to the problem, that's, that's the real, the, that's the, the devil. Says, I know that person doesn't know what they're saying, but I'm going to pray for them. And that's for you, devil. That's causing the problem. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. You know, how, how did I learn that? How do you learn that? Come into church. How do you know to bind the devil? Come into church. God said to do it. Whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Do you know how to use the word? Oh, brother, I don't understand this sometimes. But that's the problem. God has given the word for a weapon. He's given Jesus the tool to defeat the devil, right? But if it's hid from you, if you don't want it, if you reject it, watch, Acts, real quick. I was, I was thinking this morning, I have a little, little pad by my bed, and I sit down, and, I, and I'm, I'm looking for scripture, and all of a sudden, the Lord gives it, Acts chapter uh, 7. Now watch, mind you, these were religious people, okay, that I'm fixing to tell you about. They were some professional religionists. They could quote the first five books of the Bible by heart. People say, well, they must have had it together with God. No, they didn't. They were lost, Ray. They were lost. They were playing a game with God. They held their religion as a title. They wanted to be praised by man. They would go in the streets. They'd put little boxes on their arms, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they were Sadducees. 
right? Okay. They would put the little boxes on their heads and wrap them around their arms. And they would, and, you see? You didn't get it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why they were sad, you see. <laughs> they, were, they had a religious costume. They were dressed in the religious attire. They would wear their, their garments. They would, they would little boxes and scripture on their heads and everything. And, but you know what? They were lost. And listen, they hated Jesus. These same people hated Jesus. You know why? Because he exposed them. He said, you appear beautiful on the outside. You look right. You look, you're playing the part. But inside, you're nothing but dead men's bones. You look like a whitish guy. All those graves back there, there's nothing prettier than a, a grave that was just painted. But what, you, what are you going to find inside? Dead men's bones. There's no life there. There's nothing moving. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think about in, in Ezekiel 38 and 39. But you know, all that thing about Ezekiel 38 39, that was, Israel had, was dead. And they were dried up. There was no life. And, and the Lord told Ezekiel, go over there and prophesy to these dead men, them dead bones. I, you know, I, and I know that was dealing with God raising back Israel up as a nation. But in the churches, it's a reference to Listen, are we dry? Are we dead man's bones? Are we just, no, we just sitting there? We ain't moving. We ain't, there's no life. So go and prophesy to those bones and say, bones, rise up. And all of a sudden the muscles start growing on the bones and the skin starts coming back. Oh, oh, listen, but wait, it, was, it said, and, and prophesy to them bones. And God breathed life into them. And we're looking at that today and we're seeing what the church is coming out with. Listen, there are some strange things going on in the church. Listen, when I think about, we're talking about that last night, me and Lloyd and, and, and Boogie. You know, about Aaron's two sons. They, they, they were commanded to take fire from the altar. But they offered God up strange fire. It didn't come from the place that God commanded them to take it. And God burned them alive. He killed them. How many preachers are offering up strange fire? It don't sound like the gospel I grew up with. It doesn't sound like the same gospel that excited me. And, and get, when, when somebody said, Lenny, you need Jesus in your life. Amen. I'm here. I give my life to Jesus. No, it's, 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 it's socialism. And, and uh, what's that other word I want to It's almost like we, we're trying to comfort people in their sin and saying, don't feel bad about yourself. You know, one preacher said the other day, and I heard him, and listen, it made me so mad, I, I shouldn't even mention it, but I'm going to mention it. He said, 97% of the world is <laughs> basically good. I said, yeah. Go tell these people that are being beheaded by these Muslims and burned alive and torn apart, and people that have been killing, and there's more death in Corruption in this world than it's ever. And he says 97% of the world is basically good. He must not live on this planet. I don't know what world he's talking about. But it ain't this world. The Bible says in the last days, the, because of iniquity is going to abound or sin's going to abound, the love of man is going to wax cold. I've never seen so much coal 
blooded people as I've ever seen in my life. We've killed, we've killed over 60 million babies in the last 50 years, and they're still crying for more blood. They can't taste, they got to taste blood. They got to taste death. But you know what? God, if we, if we can sit there and say, oh, that's all right. We're dead with them. If we can agree with these people and says a woman has the right to choose. I've never saw in the Bible God gave anybody the right to choose to murder. Murder is sin. Killing unborn babies is sin. But there's people in the church. I know somebody right now, not in this church, but said, oh, the woman don't have the right to choose. And they go to church, man. They go to church. Choose what? To murder? I said, what kind of sense is that? That young lady having a heart. How she could see, can't see the light of God's truth. What happened there? But death is death. Sin is sin. Murder is murder. You'd be surprised how many Christians think it's all right to murder a baby. No, it's not. Hallelujah, I'm almost finished. <laughs> but if the gospel be here, it's here from those that are what? Lost. If you can't see the light of God in front of your face, if you can't, you don't have no burning lamp in you of the fire of God, there's something wrong. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. There's times I felt like a lot of times my light had gone out. When I didn't feel God's presence. I just assume be dead because I can't think of continuing like that. I can't even get up here and preach to you if I don't have the fire of God and light of God burning in me. That lamp has to burn, right? Amen. See, when the nation of Israel's lamp went out when the, at, at, in the temple, they had a fire burning, and that always had to be on left. It could never go out. But there was a time in Israel where the light burned out. That light represented God. You get what I'm saying? The fire represented God. So that light burned out. And God has commanded to always keep that light burning. But no, when sin came in, justification came in, we started making excuses. You know, uh, God's only a God of love. God's not going to send nobody to hell. You know, you, 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 the light dims out. The fire of God dims out. We better be, we better be opening our eyes, man. It's serious right now. Sin is rapid. They say about 70-something percent of Americans claim to be born-again Christians. Yes? Really? And we got the mess we have in this country? Where they got more demons running the country than, than, than men and women of God. Something's just dead. Something, something, there's, the light's going out, y'all. The, the light is going out of the church. Something ain't burning no more. There's no hope. It's just like we're just plain religious like, 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 like the, the Pharisees. <coughs> In the book of Acts, I'm going to read this to you. This is Stephen, the man of God. He was one of them that was chosen out of the seven that the apostles chose to take care of the business because they didn't want to serve tables. You know, they think it was right. So they chose seven men, the Bible says, to go about ministering to the people. Chapter 7, verse 51. Let me get to my spot. 
Stephen was brought before the Sanhedrin of the Pharisees. And he went through all the message of Moses. And, and he goes on. He kind of, from Moses down to Christ, he preaches. And there's so much information in that chapter 7. You need to go back and read it. There's some information that you can learn. And he gives them, it's like he's, he's pumping them up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they, they believed in the law of Moses. They believed in the, in, in the Torah. And they believe in the five, four, four. oh, they, listen. They, 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 they learned the first five books of the Bible by heart. You ever try to quote something out of Leviticus? <laughs> out of numbers? You, 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 you go read it. You go see it. Uh, they, they, they're talking about, and, and they, they knew it to the T. They knew exactly every line, every precept. And these are the same men standing at Stephen, and Stephen gives them this whole sermon about Moses and about, you know, the children of Israel in the wilderness and all that stuff. And he looks at him, and I could, I could about imagine the grievance in St- Stephen's heart. I call him Stephen, but Stephen. And he looks at him, and they, 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 they're sitting there, and they, 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 in verse 51. Let me find my spot back. You stiff necks. <laughs> Woo, how dare he? Don't he know who we are, but... <laughs> We're the Sanhedrin, we're the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We're the elite of God. We're, we're, we're the only one going to heaven. Men are blind without us. And Jesus called them, you're nothing but blind. God's leading the blind into a ditch. He's looking at them with their religious costume and he says, you stiff necks. You uncircumcised in heart. You always resist the Holy Ghost, even as your fathers do. Now, I've been in church a while, and I can bet you there were people sat back and got angry at the preacher. How dare he? You're nothing but stiff necks. If you resist the Holy Spirit in your life, you're just going to be a religious stiff neck. Always resist the Holy Ghost. Always stiff neck, uncircumcised. And they got so mad at him. They said, man. And they started gnashing on him with their teeth. Biting him. Took him and stoned him. Because he did what? He revealed who they were. Mm. (laughs) He showed them their heart. Don't tell religious people that they ain't going to heaven. After all, I'm Baptist and Catholic and full gospel and Methodist and Presbyterian. Nobody's going to heaven but us. He goes on, listen to this. You always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did they not stone? Or your fathers did not stone? They killed the, the prophets of God because God, they were, they, they, their hearts were revealed. So you kill the prophets of God. Your fathers have killed them. Anytime God's word would preach you, 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 you get so angry, you murder the prophets. How many of you got mad at somebody in your Christian faith and they said, listen, that ain't right. You ought not do that. Oh, how dare you. I belong to, I belong here. I go, I go to this church and that church. And I've been serving the Lord for 50 years. How dare he tell me something? 
Listen, you need to wake up. If rebuke brings you for, to repentance, you better listen to it. After all, I, 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 I remember we watching that. What is God's not dead or something? And he had a, a black preacher. He was carrying a cross on his back. And there comes a preacher in a car. He says, uh, he, he, yeah, do you believe? That's the demon show. He looked at the preacher and said, uh, do you know Jesus? Oh, man, he said, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church. He said, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> Woo! I cut that man to the heart. <laughs> Who cares if you pastor a church? Do you know Jesus? Who cares if you lead worship? Do you know Jesus? Who cares if you've been going to church 50 years? Do you know Jesus? Is that fire in your heart? Is that burning passion for, for the Lord there? Okay. You stiff-necked, uncircumcised. You always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. They persecuted the prophet. And they killed those who foretold of the coming of the just one, about Jesus, whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers. Whoo. Whoo. What a preacher. <laughs> You killed the one that you were waiting for. You murdered him. Because he didn't come from their, their, their group, you see. He didn't come from their criteria. He wasn't like them. Don't dress like them and talk like them. And he didn't act like them. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. John the Baptist would have not been welcome in a lot of churches. He wore camel's hair and ate locusts. You want to know what that is? Grasshoppers. Walking and preaching. Hair all out of, out of, out of place. <laughs> Walked in the... Listen, he'd go and baptize me. He'd walk in the dust. and he'd, I mean, he, he, no telling. Listen, he wasn't well... <laughs> He wasn't groomed. <laughs> and like the modern day preachers with their styled hair and their fancy three-piece suits thinking, God, people are sure listen to me. He was a wild man. He was fashioned after Elijah, the prophet. My God, I feel like preaching. Listen, he go, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Turn. Told old Herod, it's not right that you take your brother's wife. When that old king got angry, man, even, even that Jezebel sister-in-law he had, it wasn't his wife, it was his sister-in-law. She, she married, he married Herod's brother's wife. Got angry, man. He, oh, I'm going to kill that booger. Oh, he ain't going to walk around chain me like that. Nothing but a devil. You've forsaken God. You've, you've followed your own lust. I know it's tough preaching. I might get somebody to respond from the internet. <laughs> I might get some dislike letters or threaten to get rid of you letters or something. Like Listen, it ain't about me. It's about where you're at with God. Okay. You became the murder and betrayer of the just one. I'm going to read one more verse for you, okay? Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Listen, not a person in this building I don't love. And there's not a person I don't think has 
any potential because you do. Everybody in this church is important. You might not call, be called to stand behind the pulpit, but some of the greatest ministries happen outside of this pulpit. Man, I need people praying for me. I, I got to feel that prayer, okay? I want to feel God's strengthened me and grace on me for, because people are praying. Some of the greatest revivals in history have come because some little old lady was in a basement somewhere praying. Some of the greatest moves of God happened because people would pray. You know what I'm saying? We got a few on Thursday night. Now, if you can make it, I wish you would. If you can't, I understand. But we pray. And we need God to move. And I, I, I think the first thing I should look for is, I, I was doing it for a little while when I was in New Beginnings. All I would do is go, I'd see people, I'd go greet them and talk to them and encourage them. And said, if they needed prayer, I'd pray with them. You know? Because I believe that if I could minister to someone and have them come back to church faithfully, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that God could change their lives if they'd receive Jesus, then I've done something, right? You don't need your name in the spotlight and saying, you know, you're this and that. Like I used to joke around. I don't think Lanny should be the Lanny's full gospel church ministries, Holy Ghost. That's stupid. I don't, I don't believe that. I, th I think Jesus is the Lord of this church. And the light should be up is his name. And that's just how I feel, okay? I think God's purpose for this church is Jesus, all right? Come on, let me say that. I think God's purpose for this church is Jesus and lost souls. Period. They need a healing? Jesus will heal them. They need to get preached to? Jesus will preach to. They need to get corrected? We'll do it through Jesus, okay? What does Jesus say? Did I, did I tell you how to turn to Romans chapter 10, chapter 15, okay. How then, verse 14, how then shall they call on him whom they've not heard? Now, that don't necessarily mean they didn't hear, they just wasn't hearing, right? You know, how are they going to learn to call on Jesus if they're in church and they don't hear, Right? And I know that means, this is, a, this is a scripture for evangelism. Because God's going to send out preachers. But it's pitiful when God has to send the preachers to the church. Because they're sitting in church, they're not hearing. Right? I'm here to preach to you. I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you, and Jesus wants to save you and change your life. But it's going to take a walk. You're going to have to walk with the Lord. I can't go do that. I can't walk it for you. I can only tell you what God says, right? I can't go grab you by the hand and say, look, you can't go here and you can't do that and you, do, you shouldn't listen to this. And you have to make a decision in your own heart. What is right according to God's word? I'm here to preach it to you, right? He says, how shall we hear? How shall they, shall they call him whom they have not heard, believed? And how shall they hear, believe on him whom they have not heard? 
But you see, first guess, there has to be belief. How are you going to call on Jesus with no faith? Right? Faith is knowing that God's word is true and you accept it and you apply it to your life. Faith is just doing what God says and believing. And, 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 and believing what God said in his word settles it, right? Nothing what men say, nothing I'm going to say, nothing nobody preachers going to say, anybody, it's going to change it. God said it. So I have to believe that. Then my faith starts growing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I got to believe in what God said, right? And he says, and how shall they hear without a preacher? It troubles me when I can see people. I don't have to go to church. I can stay home and have church by myself. You need a preacher, right? Well, I'm my own preacher. No, you're not. You need a preacher. How are they going to hear without a preacher? Okay. <laughs> I hear that. I, I, I talk to people. Well, I stay at home and I have me and God. We, we have our own church. No, you don't have a church. If you're not part of a body that believes in God, if you're not connected to a body, you don't have God. Listen. I got two hands and two feet, but I got a head and they all joined together to make up one body. Sometimes I'm making up too much <laughs> around the gut. <laughs> but it's, uh, the, you, you can't have your hand without your feet. You can't have your ears without your eyes. So if you're trying to be an ear outside of the body, you won't work. If you're an ear and you're, you're not, not going to church and joined to the rest of the body, I mean, you got to have a head to put some ears on, right? They have to be connected. So how are you going to hear without a preacher? I can tell you right now, and I'm not being judgmental, I can go look at these people, I can tell you they're not praying, they're not reading, they're not studying, they're not, they're not seeking God. They use that as an excuse. Whew. And he says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? I believe I was sent here. When you're sharing the gospel to somebody, you're sent. When you're professing what? When you go to somebody and there's a bunch of lost people and all you got to talk about, how bad is the government? When you should be talking about how good is Jesus. Yeah. We're missionaries. We're all evangelists. We're all out there shedding the light of Christ. We're all representatives of Christ. We need to focus on that. In the last days, I'm telling you, people are going to be caught up in many, many things that hinder their walk with God. I'm telling you. I'm starting to notice some things in my life. I say, Lord, that, that, every time I think about that, I, I think less about you. Or I focus on that. I focus more, less on you. The things that cause me stress, I need to get rid of it. The things that, that cause anxiety, I need to, I need to either, either set it aside and focus more on Jesus because there are some things that cause you can't get rid of. My wife can't get rid of me. I can't cause anxiety. <laughs> She's stuck with me. But she Lord, I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him. No, no, that, that, that'll, that'll help her. <laughs> I got out of that one quicker. All right. <laughs> You get wise as you go on sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Verse 16, I'm going to read that. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. And this is talking about Israel, okay? Not all that followed Moses saw God. Not all that went in the wilderness. Now, I'm fixing to close, but I want you to picture something. In this wilderness, they saw the Dead Sea open up. The Red Sea, I'm sorry, open up. They saw that water parting. And they walked over and dry. And they saw God kill every, all of Pharaoh's army, drown them. They saw fire on a mountain. They saw so many miracles. Was, you know, but yet they chose not to believe. Well, if I could only see a dead person raised, that, don't make, that, that, that won't show you that you're going to believe. Right? They saw all of those powerful things. And you know what? A lot of them died in the wilderness. My God, because they did not want to believe God. Well, if I'd have saw that, maybe not. Maybe you'd have been with him. If you can't receive it now, what makes you think you'll receive it then? See, what? No, seriously. We want to remember that we, we're here because of God. This church is here because, for what purpose? It's to learn God's ways. And to follow him. And he says here. So then faith comes by here. I don't know, verse 16 again. For they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Now you could say amen. And, and I said, do you believe what I'm talking about today? You say, oh, amen, amen. But are you going to do it? Are you going to apply it? Are you going to walk in it? I'm not telling you to walk in and what the Bible says, okay? I am not the guiding light. Jesus is the guy. He is the, he is the word. I'm only reading you what he said, okay? And they're in the wilderness, and then, 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 then uh, Paul is reflecting this on them, on these people. So then faith comes by hearing. Hearing by what? Word of landing? Word of Coda Homes Fellowship, word of so-and-so, the word of God. But I say, they have not all heard. Yes, indeed. Listen, listen, this little church has preached, and we talked about it, has preached many years. And that voices are gone out. There's probably not a person in this community, someone know better than me, that had not heard the gospel. Probably not. Many, many thousands of people have passed through this little building. Many. Where are they? <laughs> Listen, since we came started coming here, I remember, man, this church should be full, man. Where are they? Where, where, where are the voices? Have they not all heard? Have they not heard the same thing you, you've, you've heard? Where are they? That's a scary thing, Okay. Their sounds has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? Did Israel, Dakota Holmes not know? Did Hanson and Bull Bridge and all these St. Martin, did they not know? Did they not hear? Why is not this community changed yet? Why is this parish, not, why is this state have not, they've got gospel churches in every parish in Louisiana. Have they not heard? 
Is the voice, the preaching not there? Or are we preaching something else? Or the people are not believing the gospel? Have they not heard? Verse 19, but I say, did, I, did, did Isaiah, uh, Israel not know? First Moses says, I provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. Talk about the Gentiles. The Jews had rejected him. So the Lord preached to the Gentiles, right? Moses prophesied this. He says, I will move you to anger by foolish nations. How dare the church take, listen, God is not finished with the Jewish people. No? They got people that are preaching now. No, he's not finished with them. They're going to be saved as a nation. But you know, when, when, when religious people get angry, when a new Christian just comes to Christ and he's, and he's, he's experienced all kind of spiritual growth and, and, and somebody's been sitting in church 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, just sitting there and saying, I wish you'd stop making so much noise. They, they're interfering with the church. Maybe you need to rub up, to on, get on them, rub up to them. Because there's something dead and it ain't them. If new converts are excited about the Lord discomfort you, then you need to see what's, <laughs> what's the problem, right? Let's read verses uh, 21 of that same chapter. But to Israel, he says, all day long I've stretched my hands out to a dis disobedient, stiff-necked, contrary people. This don't sound like a shouting message, but it's just, it needs to be preached. And I don't know where your heart's at this morning. Seriously, I don't. But I know one thing. If there's no fire, there's no desire, no passion for the truth of God in your life, something's wrong, okay? I'm not asking for hands. That's just that's between you and the Lord, okay? But I want to challenge you as a close this morning that it, if this is you, or people listening by the internet, and they're saying, but Lena, my, my, my walk is dry. My, my faith seems dead. I don't hear God's voice as much as I used to. Something's wrong, okay? Because I'm going to tell you that it happened to me, Ray. There was times I felt I couldn't feel. I've had some, when I was had that problem, I had that machine that when I passed on that man and he died. Let me tell you something. I felt God was a million miles off. Seriously. I wonder how he could allow that. To, I was preaching to these people. The same guy that got killed, I shared the gospel. He laughed at me. He mocked God. And there was times I, was, I didn't feel God. I said, God, what's wrong? What's wrong? How, what's wrong with me? Why, why are you not telling me nothing? But I had to find out that he was wanting to speak to me I allow my hurt to deaden my spirit. You know what I'm saying? My Lord, do you hear what I just said? I allowed the hurt that I had to deaden the spirit of God in my life. Struggled to pray. Struggled to seek God. Struggled to hear from the Lord. 
But till he said, did, listen, I still believe it. And I'm st- Men of God and women of God prayed for me. I made it. I believe today, I'm here today because of these people of faith. Listen, you, 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 want, you want somebody that can believe God? Find a child to pray on you. Oh, I'm a man. I don't need no baby to pray on I me. Mean, listen. You, find a baby. Find a child, a five, six-year-old child, because he has no reason to doubt. Right? He, he, he hasn't figured out everything. He just believes what the Bible says. He believes what his mom and dad said. You just pray and have faith. I'm a preacher, man. I'm a I'm, 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 been, I'm been serving the Lord. All these, I ain't sure I have a baby. You better find a child to pray for you that believes God. The other day, me and, me and Joe, my next grandson, went into a hardware store, and the lady was on. I said, Joe, tell that lady the scripture you shared. He said, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. <laughs> and that lady's looking. <laughs> Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody polished him. <laughs> Just told it like it was. <laughs> I said, God help me. Lord Jesus. He, didn't, he wasn't worried about it if somebody telling him to shut up. <laughs> you shouldn't offend people. <laughs> he just come out with it. Amen. I thank God for that. Let's stand up, praise God. If you can. I was hearing a song today. It was an old country gospel song. My Lord, if Jesus would come to your house today, what would you have to change? Would you have to take those magazines off the, off the shelf and put the Bible where they've been? Would you have to change the channel on the television to make sure he doesn't see what you're watching? Would you hang up that phone... When he gets there, because you've been gossiping on somebody. (laughs) What would you have to change if Jesus came to your house today? What would have to be altered to make sure he didn't see it? (laughs) Would you have to turn the slop poppers off and put a preacher (laughs) on TV? Would you have to hide your checkbook because you've been giving it more to yourself than to God? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh. You say, well, I can't afford to pay tithes today. And I don't talk much about money. That's not what I'm bringing it up for. But we don't have no problem paying that brand new boat. <laughs> Note or that, or that brand new this and brand new that. We, we will make sure, but we can't rob God. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on nobody. I'm telling you, what would we have to change? If Jesus came to your house today, what would he see? Just pound that out in your heart, okay? Pound that out in your spirit. If Jesus came to you, you and Sister Madeline there, I'm just using it for example. Say, Madeline, you've done some good things, but I have something against you. I'm just using it. You know, you, you've kept the Bible, you've kept my word, you've done, you prayed. But I have someone, because you, you, really you really don't love me. 
You know, there's questions. You see that stuff, and, and it's constantly, you're asking yourself that very question. If Jesus come to your house, your heart, I'm talking about to you, what would you have to change? Jesus is coming. I better go put something on more proper. Or, or, or uh, I, you know, he's coming. I just hollered at my husband and told him some dirty stuff. I better go apologize before he got home. Or wife, whatever. You know, you just think about it. What if Jesus, you knew the rapture would happen today at 1 o'clock? What would you do? If you knew Jesus was coming at 1 o'clock today, oh, what was that, 45 minutes away? <laughs> if he was coming at 1 o'clock today, what would you do? I bet none of us would leave this church. We'd be weeping at that altar, yeah. making sure that everything in our heart was right, right? Father, we pray this morning. I thank you for this morning. I ask you right now, as we get ready to close this service, that we, believers in this church, would apply the word to our heart. Walk a holy walk, a walk that's faithful to you, a walk in obedience to you. And Lord, I pray you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Show us your way. Reflect your word in us. I praise and honor you. Amen.